And so, um, let's start with just a few scriptures uh, as we're doing teaching on the pagan origin of Christmas. Malachi 3.8 Mal And it says, I am Yahweh and I change not. So, what Yahweh or Yah approved of in the beginning, meaning in the Torah, he will approve of in the end times which we are living in. What he disapproved of in the Torah, he will disapprove of in the days in which we live because he does not change. Hebrews says concerning Yahshua, that I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, now let's look at Psalm 111 and verse 7 and 8. Psalm 111, verse 7 and 8, basically says, His laws and commandments are forever. His laws and commandments are forever. Alright, let's go to another verse. Leviticus chapter 18, verses 2 through 4. So, Yahweh does not change His laws and His commandments are forever. And we're going to see that Christmas, which was the festival of Saturnalia, um, Nimrod, uh, Isis, um, what other names am I thinking of? Tammuz, Semiramis, all that is sun gods and sun god worship. So, anything to do with quote-unquote sun gods, we will see that in the scripture, they were not to practice, participate in any of them. And so, that means that we need to carry on and obey that law and that commandment. So in verse 2 of Leviticus 18, it says, I am Yah, your Elohim. You must not do as they did in Egypt. So, now this, I don't mean to sound critical or of a bad spirit, but when it says, you must not do what they did. What part of you must not do do people not understand? When it says you must not do as they did in Egypt, 
then it means we should not be following any of the same practices or customs that they did in Egypt. And in Egypt was the first place that sun god worship was um, established. So he said, I am Yahweh, your Elohim. You must not do as they do in Egypt, where you used to live. You must not do as they did or do in Canaan. So, he's emphasizing that you must not do what you used to do in Egypt. So obviously they were participating in some pagan practices in Egypt that when they came into the land flowing with milk and honey that they were not to do. Now, in the land of Canaan, the Canaanites were known for their sun god worship. They were known for honoring their sun gods. They even kept the celebrations of the birth dates of their sun gods, which we will find was on December 25th. So all the way back to Egypt, December 25th was the day in which sun god nations, pagan nations, worshipped their sun god deities. And it says here, you are not to do that, okay? Then it says, you must obey my laws and be careful to follow my decrees. Now, in Deuteronomy 12, I'll just tell you these verses. You can look them up later. Verses 29 through 31, it basically says that you are not to worship Yahweh, your Elohim, the way the world system, pagans, unbelievers, worship their God. Now here's a nugget to think of. Deuteronomy 12, 29 to 31. Here's a nugget to think of. Um, every nation upon the face of the earth celebrates Christmas, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. Every heathen to the bone unbeliever participates in celebrating Christmas, correct? Mm -hmm. So, this is not a Christian, quote-unquote, holiday. But this is a pagan holiday. And people that have nothing to do with the Messiah, have nothing to do with anything that is biblical, celebrate and participate in all the rituals and traditions that are connected to Christmas. Correct? So, if the world system celebrates this Babylonian pagan holiday, that should warn us and be a sign to us that something's wrong in this. And we should not be participating <coughs> in it. 
Here's another nugget. When you think of um, Christmas is a pagan festival of Saturn and Saturnalia, which was a pagan feast of celebrating the birthdays of the sun gods on December 25th, and in different nations they call them different things. Some nations call them Isis, another nation called them Saturn, another nation called them, um, uh, what, I, I said Isis, uh, what else? Ishtar, other nations said other, used other names. But they're, but they're the same God, and that same God is Baal, and Nimrod, and that's equal to Satan. So think about this. Think of the name Saturn. Think of the name Saturnalia. Think of the name Satan, and think of the name Santa. They're all the same thing. They're all of the same origin. Just letters kind of switched around. So that's another nugget. Now, you can read this out, and for lack of time, read Exodus 32. And Exodus 32 is when Moses was up on the mountain with um, Yah, and he was receiving the Torah for 40 days. For 40 days. And so, um, back down on the ground, Aaron decided to gather up all the gold and to melt it and to make an image and to have a festival and to worship Yahweh in it. And it incurred great wrath and great anger from Yahweh, where it said that 3,000 people were killed. His judgment was being released. He even said, in referring to the children of Israel, he said to Moses, the people you brought over. Not, Moses didn't bring them over. Moses was just following Yah. Yah's the one that parted the Red Sea, right? Mm -hmm. Well, remember when your kids would get in trouble, either you or your husband would say, your child did this. Remember that? They got it from Yahweh, because Yahweh said, Moses, your people, that's a little joke, but I see very little. So anyways, um, and so we see in chapter 32 an example that you cannot worship Yahweh any way you choose. That you have to worship Yahweh the way Yahweh says he wants to be worshipped. And he clearly has said 
that he does not want you to worship him the way the pagans worship their gods. And so we're going to see in this some of the ways that the pagans have worshipped their gods. Now, if you read Leviticus 18, verses 24 through 30, and Ezekiel 20, verses 30 through 39, and then we have Jeremiah 10, 2, which says, Do not worship Yahweh. How does it say it? Do not do as the heathen do. Do not do as the or, heathen or do. do not, or the customs. Do not follow, follow those. Customs. Well, let, let's see. Let me just turn there because no one's remembering it. And I'm not remembering it. Jeremiah chapter 10 and in verse 2 So says Yahweh, do not learn the way of the nations and do not be terrified at the signs of the heavens. Alright, so it says do not learn the way of the heathen, do not learn the way of the nations. And then it describes going into the forest, getting a tree, and bringing it into your home, decorating it. Now, um, one of the things we're going to learn is everything we have decorated a Christmas tree with is rooted with... Um, Pagan origins. It comes from paganism. First of all, the Christmas tree is in the shape and it represented Nimrod's private parts. Okay? When pagans put Christmas bulbs on a Christmas tree, it also represents his testicles. And just, just think about the Washington Monument and all those ob oblique, is that how you say it? Obelisks. Obelisks that are all over the world. That's all representing Nimrod. Nimrod. And so our nations are filled with these pagan things. Um, now, we did a study during Sukkot on the timeline of the birth of Yahshua. Um, and just so you clearly understand that Yahshua was not born anywhere near December 25th, um, in Luke chapter 1 verse 5, it's talking about Zechariah was a high priest after the course of, I don't know how to say it, A-B-I-A, 
uh, Abuja. I don't know. Anyways, and it says they were both righteous, him and his uh, wife. Um, they were both righteous before Elohim, walking in all the commandments and the ordinances of Yahweh. So if you will just read the book of Luke about um, Yeshua's birth and the book of Matthew, you will see that um, when Zacharias was participating in this spring um, festival, he had to be there for a week in the spring and a week in the fall. So when he was done with his spring duties, he then returned home and he was promised that he and Elizabeth would have a son. Right? And you can read this in Luke chapter 1. And so when he got home was approximately the beginning of June to maybe the middle of June. So John's conception was at approximately the beginning of June. Alright, then the scripture says that Miriam, when the angel came to her and said that you would be found with child from Yahweh's spirit, and she decided to go see Elizabeth. It said that Elizabeth was six months pregnant. So when you when you look at June, six months from June would be approximately the beginning of November, which or December, excuse me, which would have been the Festival of Lights. And many people believe that Yeshua was conceived on the Festival of Lights. Okay? So, that would make it the beginning of December. Now, when Mary went to see Elizabeth, the scripture says she was six months pregnant, and this was the beginning of December. So, three months later, which would bring it to a nine-month uh, normal uh, carrying of a life and birthing a child, would bring it to like the middle to the end of March. Okay? So we see that John's conception was at the beginning of June, and John's birth was at the end of March, middle to end of March. Yeshua's conception was during the first part of December. And then if you add nine months from there, you get September. Now even though the scripture doesn't clearly say what day Yahshua's birthday was, um, we can figure it out that it occurred probably during the Feast of Tabernacles in the month of September. So when the shepherds came 
to them, um, and it said they were in the field watching the flock by night. We know that could not have been December because meteorologists all agree that in November, December, January, and February, it is freezing cold, it is saturated with wet, and there would be nothing in the fields for the sheep to eat, and the shepherds would not be able to survive. And it's a proven fact, historically, that even right now in Israel, when they take the sheep out by day, they bring them in at night. In this time, in this season in which we live in, in the month of December. But that was not the case in September, or from spring through the summer, through the fall, the sheep were out in the mountains trying to eat as much as they possibly could. So with all that in mind, what is the true origin of Christmas? Where did it come from? Did you know Yeshua, the Messiah, was born nowhere near December 25th? But that was the birthday of the sun god, Sol Invictus, or Mithras, or you could say Nimrod, Saturn, you could say um, Isis, Tammuz. They're, they're all different names, but it's the same god. It's a sun god. Um, Saturnalia, that's a winter fe festival, a winter solstice. And where did Santa Claus come from? Where did the Christmas tree come from? Are all these pagan? And the answer is yes. Now, although the whole world celebrates Christmas as a Christian holiday, including millions of non-Christians, and I don't like the word Christians, but to me it's all paganism, is Christmas really, quote-unquote, a Christian holiday at all? And it is not. Because everybody that's totally pagan, heathen to the bone, you find someone like a Charles Manson, he will, he will participate in Christmas. And so we need to look at um, some of the things that Christmas represents. Now, according to a book called The Bible as History, they write, I quote, December 25th is referred to in documents as Christmas Day. Now, also understand this, that the Romans and all the pagans referred to all their gods or idols as Christ. So if they were, if they were referring to Baal, if they were referring to Nimrod, if they were referring to Saturn, it would be Christos Christ, or Christ Saturn, or Christ Baal. And when... Rome was interpreting and translating the scripture out of Hebrew. They put that name in connection 
with the Messiah, but that he has no connection with it. So, um, the word Christ is a word that is that references pagan idols. And the word mass is a word that means prayer for the dead. So basically, Christ and the word mass all means that those that are participating in it are participating in sun god worship witchcraft um the mass rome's mass is a, is a celebration of the dead where they pray for the dead they believe they have the power to bring the dead back to life they honor the dead i mean i remember growing up as a boy they would have masses for my dad all these people that were dead, they would have masses for them, prayers for them that, that they were, I don't know what they were trying to do. I'm just glad none of that stuff ever got in me. But nonetheless, Christmas is connected to all that. All right. Um, so December 25th is referred to in documents as Christmas Day, and it started in the year 324. So, the first 300 years of the body of Messiah, there was no such thing as Christmas. Yahshua, Yahweh, Peter, Paul, the apostles, the first believers, had nothing to do with it. It was something that was brought about by the Roman pagan sun god system. Um, any questions so far or any thoughts? Any um, thing anybody wants to share? All right. Um, either everybody's asleep or they don't have nothing to share on it. So. No, I do, Pastor. I, all right. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And seeing that, that's, that's all, all this is all connected. And it's just a bunch of hooey. Oh, you like my word hooey? That's yes. a nice word. Yes. Um, all right, let's, let's, uh, I'm gonna, let's look at some, um, so we know it was influenced by Constantine. He brought it about. I, if you haven't done much research about whether or not Christmas is pagan, and 
I would encourage you Google it, YouTube it, because there are a lot of um, Truth Unedited has a good teaching on it. Yahweh um, Restoration Ministries has some good stuff on it. Um, Jim Staley has some good stuff on it. Um, there's numerous people that have, and they'll show you maps and all kinds of stuff um, that's really good. But we're going to go over where did the Christmas tree come from? Any thoughts? Uh-huh, that's correct. Let me just read this. One of the most per pervasive customs of Christmas today is the bringing home and decorating of a Christmas tree. Most people have heard that the Christmas tree originates in the Tannenbaum and is some sort of vestige of Teutonic vegetation worship. This is partially true. However, the custom of using pine and other evergreens ceremonially was well established at the Roman uh, Saturnalia. So think about, um, think about a wreath. Um, even in most Christian churches and in Catholicism, when you go for communion, that wafer is round and it represents the sun so when you partake of it of that wafer you are partaking of sun god worship in the same way a wreath pine cones they are connected to fertility goddesses Here's a good thing, kind of a, a good thing to remember. Easter is a celebration, a pagan celebration of fertility goddesses. Christmas is a pagan celebration of the male version of idols. Even though it was uh, a lot of sexual stuff went on. Here's one thing about a, um, uh, what's the thing? Mistletoe. A mistletoe, when in, in Saturnalia, in pagan witchcraft stuff, when you were under a mistletoe, you had to have sex with, and I'm, I'm not just talking about kissing, you had to have sex with whoever you were under that mistletoe with. And during this Christmas week of Saturnalia, that um, everything was permissible. If you wanted to have sex with a dog, you could do it. If you wanted to have sex with a man to a man, a woman to a woman, a, a adult with a child, totally permissible. Um, 
it was, and that's what the mistletoe represents. Now, quote unquote, Christianity tried to tone it down to where you just can kiss somebody. Now, understand this, that when the Puritans came over here in the 1600s, from the 16, middle 1600s to the middle 1800s, Christmas was outlawed. It was outlawed and totally illegal because our forefathers knew it was Saturnalia, it was pagan worship, it was totally anti-anything that is in the scriptures. Matter of fact, Alabama, Louisiana, and Arkansas were the first states to cave in to the pressure from the people to remove it from the outlaw status. Here's another fact. The very first um, meeting of Congress, the very first year that Congress met, they met on December 25th. They did not close up shop in regards to that pagan holiday. It was literally against the law, and you had been fined, back in them days, five shillings. And, it, and just like how Christmas came about is Rome wanted to get more people into the church, but they refused because they chose to hold on to their traditions and so they would not go down the road of Yahweh's laws and commandments. They did not want to be obedient to Yahweh's laws and commandments. And so the church compromised and said, all you pagans can come in and you can just keep doing what you're doing and we are just going to change the names of these holidays to appear biblical. And so people would accept them, but they're still continually continuing in paganism, but they just don't know it. And that is, even in your non-denominational type quote-unquote churches, your churches that say we're faith churches or word churches, they're still involved in paganism. If you worship on the day of the sun, you are involved in paganism and you are worshiping sun gods. If you are practicing Christmas, you are participating in sun god worship. And there are curses that will come upon an individual. Now, my purpose in sharing all this is that people that are still have not gone the road of being set apart by Yah's Spirit. Remember 2 Corinthians 6, book of Revelation says, come out from among them and be separate. 
If you are not set apart to the set apart Elohim, then you are going to continue in practicing things that we read that Yahweh said not to do. What part of this not to do did you not get? And Christmas and all the traditions of it are part of the thing that he said not to do. And he said that he would not accept. Um, and he said that it makes him very angry. So, um, I put a couple of these teachings on my Facebook page um, and on the ministry's Facebook page, and they're quite long and they're quite in-depth, and I would encourage you to read them, study them, because it goes into great detail of what all these traditions um, that we celebrate, part of the wreaths, the pine cones, the mistletoes, are symbols of fertility that they believed you needed to bring gifts to these fertility goddesses and gods so that they would shine on you so that you could be fertile in having children. Now, if that isn't crazy, um, I'm just going through some of my notes. Um, Santa Claus, like I said, if you think of the word Satan, Santa, Saturn, Saturnalia, it's all the same. What's the last one? Saturnalia. And that's the festival of the winter solstice in which people don't realize that they are participating in when they participate in Christmas. Now, they have said that Santa Claus came from a person called Nicholas. But then the Vatican came out some years ago, like in 1970, and said that there was never any such priest in um, their organization. Named Nicholas. Named Nicholas. So it was completely a pagan um, thing that they made up at the time. Um, I'm just going through my notes, so bear with me. You know, Christianity has absorbed so much paganism, and when you really study just how much things are paganistic, it will just shock you. It will just blow you away um, 
concerning how much paganism is in quote-unquote uh, the church today. Um, let me just look at a few things here. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, it was outlawed in the mid-1600s by the Puritans and by the government, and it was outlawed till 1836 when Alabama legalized Christmas. And then in 1838, Louisiana and Arkansas followed. Now, that tells us for 200 years... The leaders of our nation knew that this was satanic and this was pagan. And then that fulfills Isaiah 5.20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Now, Christmas is acceptable all across every nation. So, December 25th, is the birth of the unconquered sun, sun god worship. So when you participate in Christmas, when you put gifts under a Christmas tree, when you bring a wreath, when you bring pine cones, when you bring um, anything to do with a Christmas tree into your house, um, you know, Christmas lights, uh, Christmas ornaments, I'd encourage you to get rid of them. Destroy them. We did ours. Um, and Saturnalia was the winter solstice that was celebrated from December 17th through the 25th, roughly. Um, Christmas really honors the birthday of Saturn. Zeus, Nimrod, Semiramis, it's all sun gods, all sun god worship. And like I said earlier, during Saturnalia, there was private gift giving and there was partying, orgies, sexual things taking place that, you know, would just freak everybody out. If you went to the temple of the unconquerable sun, you would see that during Saturnalia, not only was sexual activity taking place, but they literally offered human sacrifice unto Saturn, unto the sun gods. Now, we've all heard about the Yule Log. You know, that's a Germanic uh, from Germany. You know, that's all part of sun gods. I remember, I was telling Linda earlier, that I remember as a little boy being at my uncle's house, who was 100% German, 
And he had someone dress up in a quote-unquote St. Nicholas costume. And he came there, and see, part of their uh, routine was to take children from their parents, to take them and sacrifice them unto the gods. And so when he, he was dressed up in it, and even though he was playing... He went to take me, and I think we were like four or five, six years old, and my mom said, I just went with him, I didn't have any problems. But when they went to take my cousin Danny, who was a week younger than me, Danny flipped out. Danny, I can still see his face screaming and crying, and then finally his mom had to put him in his arms and, you know, calm him down and show them that that St. Nick was really one of their uncles. So nonetheless, when you do your studies on this, you will research just how wicked these things were. Um, let me just keep going over my notes. But anyways... Here's something to think of. Christmas is rooted in Babylon. They celebrated the birth of the S-U-N, the Queen of Heaven, on December 25th. And this same festival was adopted by the Roman Church, giving it the name Christ Mass, to get people to accept it. And we know that anything connected with Babylon is going to be destroyed. You can't make what Yah calls evil good. And you can't make what Yah calls good evil, but that's what the world system tries to do. Satan and his people try to make what is evil acceptable. Now I'm going to throw a word out there that up till this past year probably wouldn't have meant a whole lot. But well, that's the word mandate. The Roman church mandated that everything that was of Torah was now considered against the law. So, and they commanded, they mandated everybody to worship on the day of the sun and that those that worshipped on the Sabbath was to be put to death. Anybody that was found keeping Yah's feast days was to be put to death. So they mandated that which was biblical to be evil. And they mandated that which was 
evil in Yah's eyes to be good. What does that sound like? Sounds like the day in which we're living in. And so, you cannot mandate what Yah says is unclean as clean. And you cannot mandate what He says is clean as unclean. Nimrod, Semiramis, Tammuz, sun gods used sun rays to impregnate Semiramis. That's what the belief is, or was. And that she gave birth to Tammuz on December 25th. Semiramis was Nimrod's wife, she was also Tammuz's mother. And his, wife. Yeah. and his wife. So get that picture. They also believed that Nimrod came back to the earth in the form of an egg. Remember that show, Mork and Mindy? I don't know. Uh, Yenny's too young. She probably don't even know it. But I remember watching everyone because it was like... Okay, remember that was... And an egg, and that, and it showed the the intro of that show that Mark Robin Williams busted out of an egg, and then he was on the earth. And see, you know nothing. You know it's all just crazy stuff. Who could have believed that? I don't know. But. It also is the cults of Mithra, the sun god, and A-N-A-I-T-A, -A -A, um, the goddess of fertility. They're the same sun gods, they just have different names. Um, so, as we begin to close here, um, Christmas is pagan. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Once you understand that, once you do your research on it and you study it out, that you will see that every act, every tradition, every participation in anything that is connected to Christmas has the roots connected to paganism. Same way with organizations. I mean, it's not denying, what's that one hospital? St. Jude. Jude. They have done a lot of good work and they have helped a lot of people. But it doesn't change the fact that it was started by Masons it is supported by Masons, and it's all part of Freemasonry. So, Christmas is pagan. It began 3000 BC in Egypt. 
And we are called as believers in Yahweh, believers in Yeshua, we are called to be set apart from this pagan Babylonian world system. We can't worship Yahweh with paganism and it be accepted. You can't do things you want to do because it feels good. Now, you know, we all have good memories as children. Family get-togethers during Christmas or Easter or Thanksgiving or whatever. And it's hard for some people to let go of those things. Now, I've not let go of the memories. The memories are with you. But once you learn that Yahshua said in Matthew 15 and as well as in Mark 7, he said that they were teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. And that is what Christianity is doing. They are teaching doctrines. They are teaching things and they're calling it doctrines of Yah, but it's really doctrines of men. And we need to learn what these doctrines of men are and to have nothing to do with it because Yeshua said, by doing this, you make the commandments of Yahweh to no effect. So one thing I'd encourage people to do, if you have anything in your house that is connected to Christmas, Christmas trees, ornaments, whatever, you need to get rid of them. And myself right now, I'm thinking of, I have a picture of my niece, um, Trisha, and my nephew, um, Mike, that were put in a uh, type of ornament they made. Now, the picture I might hold on to, but that ornament we I need to... We already got rid of that. Well, we already got rid of it? A long time ago. Okay. So it says we cannot worship Yahweh with paganism and it be accepted. You can't make holy what Yah says is unclean and an abomination. Christmas didn't appear in the church till 3000 AD. The first believers had, had never had anything to do with it. Yahshua had never anything to do with it. The apostles had never mentioned it. It came from pagan Rome, and when they couldn't stop paganism, they decided to incorporate it into the church and change the names to make it appear biblical, but it wasn't. It was deceptive, and it was a lie. They stopped everything that was Torah-based, and if you were caught worshiping on the Shabbat, you were killed. They persecuted anyone and anything that was Torah and they mandated people to violate Torah and accept paganism and called it Christianity. Just like today, they're trying to mandate and now they're starting to back off because finally the courts are saying, you can't do that. You don't have the authority to mandate this, that, or the other thing. 
So Father, we just thank You for this Word. We thank You that even though it wasn't greatly in depth, it was just a seed sown that prayerfully the people listening would respond in faith, that they would do their own research on the internet concerning um, Christmas and that it is a pagan holiday that believers in Yahshua should not participate in. And Father, we just worship You. We honor You. We praise You. We bless You. And we thank You for the truth of the Scriptures. And so, um, I got to close off on the, on the podcast, so hold on, people. So if you want to connect with us, you can connect with us at YahwehYeshuaAssembly.com or if you want to connect with us on Facebook, you can connect with me, Mark Pulley, or Yahweh Yeshua Assembly. So until next time, may Yah bless you, may Yah encourage you, and may Yah keep you healthy, whole, sound, and complete in the power of His name. Shalom, shalom.